Hey y'all, I'm Monty and you're listening to Here Goes Literally Everything. Today on Here Goes Literally Everything, I'm going to be doing something kind of different. It's going to be two different episodes, but all in one episode. You'll catch on later. So the first part of this episode is called Get Up, Don't Negotiate. And the second part of the episode is called Don't Look Back. And um, I just hope that this, that this encourages somebody um, because I feel like a lot of people need just that little extra push or that little extra confirmation um, to do what God has laid on their hearts to do. And I hope that this does that for them because it definitely did it for me. And all I did was read it and write down what I got from it. And I'm just sharing what I got from it um, based on my own life. And um, the second part of the episode, I just want it to encourage you all to not look back, to not long back and to not go back. Um, Like if God had told you to keep moving forward, uh, keep moving forward, leave those old things behind you because new things are ahead. Better things are ahead. Greater things are ahead. So with all of that said, um, I hope you enjoy this first episode of season two. Today, I'm going to be coming from Genesis 19. Just a little background story about Genesis 19. There was a man named Lot who lived in the city of Sodom. And in Sodom, there was a lot of sin. So God basically decided to destroy it along with the city of Gomorrah. So God sent two angels down from heaven to talk to Lot and to tell him what God was about to get ready to do. So the angels came down from heaven and met Lot at his house. And they ate with Lot and they fellowshiped. And then later on that evening, the angels told Lot that God was getting ready to destroy the city and to basically get his family out before it was too late. So if you have your Bibles, meet me at Genesis 19 verse 14. And it reads, So Lot went out and spoke to his sons-in-law, who were going to marry his daughters. Get up, he said. Get out of this place, for the Lord is about to destroy the city. But his sons-in-law thought he was joking. At daybreak, the angels urged Lot on, Get up, take your wife and your two daughters who are here, or you will be swept away in the punishment of the city. But he hesitated because of the Lord's compassion for him. The men grabbed his hand, his wife's hand, and the hands of his two daughters. They brought him out and left him outside the city. Verse 17. As soon as the angels got them outside, one of them said, run for your lives. Don't live back and don't stop anywhere on the plain. Run to the mountains or you will be swept away. But Lot said to them, no, my lords, please. Your servant indeed has found favor with you. And you have shown me great kindness by saving my life. But I can't run to the mountains. The disaster will overtake me and I will die. Look, this town is close enough for me to flee to. It is a small place. Please let me run to it. It's only a small place, isn't it? So that I can survive. And he said to him, all right, I'll grant your request about this matter too. And when I demolish the town you have mentioned, hurry up, run to it, for I cannot do anything until you get there. Skip down to verse 24. Then out of the sky, the Lord rained on Sodom and Gomorrah, burning sulfur from the Lord. He demolished these cities, the entire plain, all the inhabitants of the cities, 
and whatever grew on the ground. But Lot's wife looked back and became a pillar of salt. So I learned a lot when I read this passage and I applied it back to my own life personally. And one thing that I learned was that you cannot tell your vision or your moves to other people. Like God gave you a vision and it's not for other people to um, to know, even if you feel like they're going to support you. Um, Lot went and told his sons-in-law or about to be sons-in-law because the Bible says they were going to marry his daughters. So they weren't married yet. But people who, who he considered his family, um, who he considered his support, um, he went to go tell them what God had told him to do. And they just laughed in his face. They thought he was joking, but really he was serious. And I feel like that speaks to me a lot because personally, sometimes I um, have a habit of telling people that are close to me or people that I want to be close to me, people that I consider close to me, my vision and my dreams. And sometimes it just gets dismissed and it leaves me feeling hurt. And um, sometimes I don't know what to do. Sometimes they just think I'm joking. And um, because of that, I get hurt. Like the Bible doesn't tell um, as what Lot did after the sons-in-law basically laughed in Lot's face because they thought he was joking. It just says that the next day, um, the angels had to urge Lot to get up. So in my opinion, like if I could imagine, like after the sons laughed in Lot's face, Lot was probably feeling pretty bad. Like he probably went home and moped and felt crazy and felt dumb because of what the sons-in-law, what the people he cared about did to him. Um, and for somebody to have to urge you means that you were like taking your time, you know. So Lot was probably like moping around or not really um, taking it as serious as he should have. And the reason I say that is because um, in verse 16, um, it says that um, Lot hesitated. And because he hesitated, um, God literally told the men or told the angels to grab his hand, his wife's hand, and the two hands of his daughter so they can bring him out the city. And I just want to say that sometimes you have to keep going. You have to keep following your vision. You have to keep doing what God wants you to do with or without support from the people you care about. Because at the end of the day, God told you what to do. He didn't tell them what to do. He told you to do it. And I feel like that speaks to us as humans because sometimes God could tell us something so great. And because our friends, our family don't necessarily agree um, or don't necessarily su support us, like we become hesitant. We don't want to do it anymore um, because it's like this human idea that if no one is going to support me, why should I do it? Like if no one's really going to... Um, given to my business, given to my dream, given to my idea, or if nobody's going to motivate me, like why to keep, why should I keep going, you know? And I feel like at this moment, I should have encouraged himself a little bit because like the city is about to be destroyed. Angels literally came to you and told you the city was about to be destroyed. But because you let these human creatures that wasn't there when the angels told you this laugh at you, it discouraged you. Um, um, that is insane to me because you sat down with the angels, you ate with them, and they told you in detail what was going to happen. And you knew these were angels and you knew they were sent from God and you still let people <laughs> discourage you. And like that spoke to me because how many times have I 
um, being discouraged because people in my everyday life um, have not agreed with me on my vision or my plan. And I wanted them to so badly. Like how many times has God really told me to do something and I know it was God, but because the people that I care about or the people who I think care about me, they don't support it. They they might not laugh in my face, but they say, oh, I don't think that's a good idea. Or how do you know it was God? Like, or maybe you should try this. Like, they can't really see what you're talking about. Um, I also want to point out how the angels um, literally grabbed him, his wife, and his children and pulled them or pushed them to the place they were supposed to go. And I think that speaks to how God will place people around us that in our discouragement will literally pull or push us to our purpose and our position to the place where we are supposed to be. Like, if I could speak for myself, um, last year was horrible for me and I was discouraged a lot just about life in general. And God um, knew that I was getting discouraged. He knew. And it seems like at the moment where I became like the most discouraged people, important people in my life now, um, but back then it was just people. People started being placed in positions to literally, quote unquote, grab my hands and pull me out, grab my hands and push me to the place that I am now, to the place where I'm supposed to go. And they continue to push and pull me to where it needs to be, um, where I need to be, um, where God has called me to be. Another thing that stood out to me um, when I read this is that the angels gave another instruction to Lot and his family. And the instruction is in verse 17. And it says, run for your lives. Don't look back. Don't stop anywhere. Um, run to the mountains or you'll be swept away. And Lot literally told the angels, no. Like, I'm not going because if I run to the mountains, the disaster will overtake me and I will die. And I don't know what Lot meant by disaster. I don't know why he thought he was going to die because... Obviously, if the Lord took you from a burning city, he will make sure you get to the mountain safely. But um, Lot basically was like, look, hey, there's this town that's close enough for me to flee to. And is it okay if I just stay here? Um, I can survive there. And basically, God was like, yeah, okay, I will not demolish this town. Just hurry up and get there because I cannot start doing the work I need to do without you getting there first. So I just want to say before I say what I have to say about this, um, I think that it's important that we stop negotiating our blessings or stop negotiating our instructions um, that God has given to us because I just want to know what was at the mountains waiting for Lot. Um what was at the mountains? The angel said, run to the mountains or you will be swept away. And I think that um, maybe there was something waiting for Lot and his family at the mountains. Like, yeah, they have experienced great loss, but there was even greater harvest at the mountains. I don't know if you like catch what I'm saying. Um, and Lot basically, I feel like Lot was scared. He was like, y'all got to run to the mountains with my wife and my daughters. Like we're going, we're not going to make it. I'm scared. Like what is going to happen? Like we're going to die. I'm going to die. Um, so I'm going to just chill at this town closer. And I feel like sometimes God will tell us to do something and we will, um, 
we will negotiate with him. Um, just if I can give a broad example, like if we know that God has placed it on our hearts to be a doctor, um, why would we settle for being a nurse? Why do we settle um, at the, <laughs> why do we settle at the first chance we get, you know? Um, like if God laid it on my heart to open a restaurant, why do I settle for selling plates out of my house? Like, you know, like why would I settle if God had already gave me instruction and the vision and God had already told me that there was something or that I would be safe where he told me to go, you know? Um, so yeah, stop negotiating your blessings or instructions from God. And I also just want to point out that God said he wouldn't even start the destruction of the city until Lot and his family were safe. Um, Like he said that, yo, I'm not going to start doing what I have to do until you and your family are safe. So, yeah, you can go and sit in this town if you want to, but the mountains are still an option. But wherever you get to, that's where you're going to be because I'm going to start doing what I have to do. Um, Whether you want to be where I told you to go or not. Or whether you want to settle for this or not. Um, And I think that is so crazy because we really do let our fear or we really do let our own um, desires or our own head get in the way of God's blessings for us. Um, A lot had no reason to be afraid. He was not going to die. The disaster was not going to overtake him. God literally had him and his family covered. Physically, there was no harm going to come to him and his family. But because of his human nature, because of his human thoughts, he was going to be his own disaster or he was going to um, destroy himself or his family because he could not get past um the humiliation, the the discouragement, the the fear, the the laziness overall. So yeah, stop negotiating um your blessings or your instruction from God just because the the run to the mountain seems long. <laughs> just because the process seems long. Like stop doing that because God is not gonna negotiate with you if you wanna stop. If you want to stop, if you want to, if you want to stay at the little town that's closest by instead of seeing what's beyond the mountains, God is going to be okay with that because you shortage yourself your 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 blessing, your double double, your your whatever you want to call it. You shortage yourself because you were too tired or too scared or um too hesitant to do what he told you to do. Like why short yourself? We don't even like when the cashier shortchanges at the grocery store. So why will we shortchange ourselves from our blessings? Anyway, the last thing that stood out to me, um, skip down to verse 24, is um, not verse 24, but verse 26. But Lot's wife looked back and became a polar assault. Um, And this is what I really wanted to focus on. Lot's wife became a pillar of salt. So I know a lot of people really think that she turned into like a pillar of salt, like a salt pillar. And I just want to say that that's ridiculous because y'all have 
way too big of an imagination. Not saying that it's not possible, but I'm saying that um, I think that the purpose of this passage was to get us to look at what thought is.